0: how are you doing bandit is here to say hello (laughs) i was trying to record before and he was meowing a lot and i thought you know what i feel like he just needs to speak so we are welcoming bandit onto this podcast today and murphy's law he may not meow again yeah okay (laughs) So how are you doing? How has the month been? It has been pretty busy for me in great ways, of course. But yeah, I feel like I say it every time that I record a podcast episode, especially this year, that time has been flying by. And that feeling of time flying by, I think... I think it might just be the way it is now that things are happening and it feels like it's going faster. Now, the earth is actually spinning faster. NASA put out an article about it. You can Google it, but, or Google about it, not, you can Google it, (laughs) but I don't know the specifics. So it is out there though. Very easy to find. And So, of course, you know, energetically, maybe we literally are moving faster. But if you are developing your intuition, if you are working with energy, if you are aspiring to have a business based on your intuition and your ability to work with energy and your intuition and others, then maybe time has been moving really fast for you because when we focus on things that we love to do, in the moment, sometimes the time stretches out, right? Have you ever experienced that when you've been working on something that you really love, and then the time just moves and spreads and stretches, and it feels really amazing and magical, because that is not how we tend to experience time. But then, Sometimes you look back and it feels like, oh, it actually flew by. And I'm just reiterating this because, one of the main reasons anyway, is because I think it's really important to remember right now, especially towards the end of the year, how much our perception of time is kind of based on what we're doing, that we have of a certain amount of control over how we feel, how much time we have. So something to think about, something that I've been kind of working on myself too, is when I feel like I don't have enough time, then I work on something and I say work, but not in a being put to work sense that I start to kind of act on something. I'll say act, act on something that I really enjoy. So, for me, you know, writing, it would be um, taking photographs, editing some photographs, anything really creative, daydreaming always. I mean, that's a way for me to stretch out my time in an immense way. And then, of course, meditation, but in a guided, active meditation, something that you're using your imagination to experience time for yourself so that it's not just kind of slipping away or moving through your fingers so quickly. And then if time seems to be kind of halted, stopped a little bit, maybe you are not feeling like you can really move forward as easily, then, and this is a little bit more challenging, then you can do something that you know is good for you, but you may procrastinate it. So right away, cleaning, (laughs) tidying, you know, doing the dishes, your laundry, all of that, working out, any kind of exercise, going for a walk or high intensity, whatever you like, but moving our body, which most of the time, even for me, having really created a routine for myself for almost three years now, working out at least five days a week, it is still hard for me if I have a lot of time it can be very challenging for me to kind of just begin to start right away but I always know that as soon as I start time really speeds up I tend to finish faster than I thought I would the time during the workout is faster when I'm doing You know, my chores, my own chores, because I have to parent myself, because I am an adult woman. So nobody's telling me what to do. I have to tell myself what to do. (laughs) So when I'm cleaning and doing all the things where I look back and go, wow. So yeah, I just really wanted to offer that at the beginning of the episode today, because it's really easy for us to kind of forget how much our time we hold in our own hands. And that's where a lot of my practices, personal practices from my energy healing, from uh, using universal energy, Reiki healing, Reiki universal energy, how that practice and exercises that I have and continue to do for myself helps so much with thinking or feeling like I'm being controlled from the outside by time. Because of course, yes, in a very grounded and literal way, yes, we are aging, we are growing, time marches on. But in an energetic way, we can really take our and reclaim kind of how we feel about the time that we have. So working with Reiki has really helped me, for sure. Oh, and if you haven't, or if you did miss signing up for my level one Reiki training in November, um, I won't be doing another one in 2022. But luckily, it's 2023 in a little over a month, so I am doing one in January on January 10th and 11th. So you can always go to my show notes to look at that one. That one will be in the on weeknights and. I am doing my intuitive Reiki level two training, which is my favorite thing. One of my absolute favorite things to teach because I know so many receive their level one. They get trained on level one in Reiki in the traditional Usui Reiki system. And then it kind of stops. Because in the first level, you're not learning how to really offer it fully to somebody else. You learn a little bit, but it's mostly about your relationship to energy. And then the traditional uh, teaching training of Reiki level two is expanding and deepening your understanding on how to utilize and channel it for somebody else. But you're also learning how to do it from a distance. With many different ways to do that without giving too much away of exactly what is entailed in level two. But what I realized and have found for myself, for students of mine, and also colleagues, people that I know that also do very similar things to me, is that when you start to connect to your own energy, when you start to remember what it feels like compared to somebody else's, you really start to kind of remember your intuition and your connection to it and how it speaks to you. And then what tends to happen is you start to feel a natural pull to kind of blend your intuition with how you offer energy healing. But traditionally, they are very separate. So in traditional Reiki training, the if you go to the... International Reiki Association, they really move away from any kind of intuitive work with the energy healing. And you can become a member of the International Reiki Association. Very easy to do. You pay a certain amount a year, and then you have access to a lot of resources for any teaching that you want to do. They have a lot of great things that you can download and So it's really easy. You don't have to create so many of your own tools. I am not a member of it intuitively because I have to practice what I preach. I have to listen to my intuition regardless of what it may look like or seem like I should do or must do. So for me, my intuition was very strong when I went to sign up to be a member of the International, I think it's International Association of Reiki. I think it's like IAR. And same with the Canadian one. I'm from Canada. There's a Canadian Reiki Association. But my intuition told me, why are you doing this? So I guess it didn't really tell me anything. It asked me. It asked me, (laughs) made me ask myself, why am I doing this? And truly the intention was, oh, so that I can seem more legitimate. And then my intuition reminded me that anyone can pay for a membership there's nothing that regulates it in canada it is not regulated so all it would be for would be for perception for how it looks how i look and that is not authentic to me and i had to be really honest with myself about that but i also have the right as we all do hopefully we have the right to change our minds so when Ricky healing does become regulated in Canada, when it is recognized as a modality that is beneficial and can be covered under benefits for from your employer and from the government, then yes, I will definitely become a member. But as far as I see right now, for me, the only benefit would be kind of making somebody think I was more legitimate so that's how I feel about it just to give you a little insight into why I don't have those certifications on my website because they are they're vanity now they do have great resources so If or when I do need more resources, I really love creating my own. So maybe one day, but if you are a Reiki master teacher and you want to start really teaching classes, then yeah, I would definitely recommend it because the resources are amazing. But as always, check in with your intention. Check in to the why of why you want it. Why you think that it's important? Because if it's only serving your outside, then how important is it really? Could your energy be better spent on something else? So I just wanted to give that little bit of a different perspective. Because I know it's different per country too. So that's why I said with Canada, because I know in some parts of the states it is regulated and in the UK as well. So just from my own experience in Canada. But having said that, I that was quite a sidebar on the business of Reiki. <laughs> so, speaking of the business of Reiki, I created a beautiful course. It is 6 hours in total with self-study, but it takes place over 2 days, 3 hours each, taught in my virtual classroom over Zoom to anyone in the world. And this is for anyone who has their level one or just their original level two. For anyone who is really feeling pulled, feeling that call to offer and become a virtual practitioner. Someone who, like me, very gratefully, I get to offer energy healing blended with my intuition to the lovely, lovely, lovely souls that I work with and will work with around the world. And I love this because, of course, work in person if you want to, but there is something really special about working through the video, working through Zoom. There's almost an access to Our vulnerability that becomes quite open a little bit quicker than in person. Our energy is more open because we're comfortable where we are. We're usually in our home, we can be cozy. We don't need to put up so much of a mask or a wall or boundaries as we do when we move through the world. And it's not as distracting. So traditional Reiki, yes, hands-on healing, but traditional Reiki also taught distant healing, and one was not less than the other. And I did um, read, there's quite a big Reiki school in Hawaii, and what I found really interesting, because I always like to kind of look and see what people are doing, and also if there's something that I want to take to expand on my skills continuing my education always. But what I noticed was everybody had kind of on their website an update on virtual sessions and virtual training and virtual attunement, which is what happens when you train in any level of Reiki, you become attuned to the energy. So you can access it quickly. So you're taught how. And almost everybody on their website spoke about, oh, in 2020, we really discovered the value of distant sessions, virtual sessions, and online training, where before they really weren't as open to it. But I think that is kind of a very traditional human experience where we put a lot of value On things we can feel and not in an emotional, energetic way, but physically feel. So, for so many, if they were used to getting their in person sessions and then all of a sudden they are going to have one online because there isn't that physical structure, it may feel not as valuable. Where I was so fortunate. Because I was doing and building my practice on the side of my career. I had the table. I was going to people's houses. I was doing it. But then when 2020 came, all of a sudden the in person was not possible anymore. But I hadn't built a huge amount of clientele that would be disappointed. At the time, I did not see this as a good thing. At the time, I was actually pretty disappointed that I hadn't built a big clientele because I really wanted to do it full time. But then 2020 came and made me become creative on how I love to offer and experience the energy healing and the intuitive healing that I offer. And some of the most beautiful sessions that I've had personally have been online. So in 2020, I had the opportunity to kind of decondition myself out of not seeing the full value, not seeing it as kind of um, an add-on or a consolation, but seeing online sessions as incredibly transformational and very convenient, but then also the best part. If I had only my studio in Vancouver, I would be treating people in Vancouver, BC, Canada if they're visiting, and then maybe from around the world if they visited. But now my website, this podcast, my Instagram, those are my studios. Those are ways for people to connect to what I'm doing. But the coolest part is each of those platforms, they have a door, just like a physical studio would be or would have. So each of them have a door that's open to the world, not just the street that my studio in Vancouver would have been on. So if you already have your level two, if you have your level one and we're thinking about doing level two, if you do a lot of workshops online, If you've been feeling like you really want to understand how to offer energy healing from a distance and how to develop your intuition in a way that you can utilize it for others, then you will love these classes. You will love them because they really are and can be life changing. So I am offering in December two days or two dates. One weekend and one on weeknights. So go to the show notes if you're interested. But yeah, and even if it's not with me, I really wanted to explain that to you. That there are so many options in that being kind of on the forefront, on the frontier of online, virtual, global healing. There's so much we can do with that. So yeah, if you've wanted to continue learning the traditional system created by the founder of Reiki, Dr. Makao Usui, if you really want to continue learning, deepen your understanding, come to my level two class where you will learn the traditional system, completely traditional so that you have the foundation. But then you will also learn about how to blend this system of healing with your intuition for deeply transformative virtual sessions, to learn how to utilize it as a virtual practitioner. And that doesn't mean you have to do it for a living, but it's very expanding to all levels of your being. And of course, if you want to, it is something that you can offer to other Lovely souls from around the world. Because I am grateful every day, every morning and evening, and when I can really, really remember what my daily life was like just a few years ago. I am super grateful for my online practice. And I want to help you develop your virtual skills too. So if this sounds like it's for you and you want to do it in December, I have the weeknight classes on Tuesday, December 13th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time and then Wednesday, December 14th from 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. But if the weekends work better for you and your time zone, then I'm also going to offer it on Saturday, December 10th from 12 to 3 Pacific time and then on the Sunday from 12 to 3 Pacific time. So thank you for yeah letting me talk about that because big passion of mine. So I hope that that helped you kind of decide on some things or maybe put an idea in your mind and in your heart. And yeah, if you are you know interested in in-person and you live in a different country, you can always reach out to me with maybe one that you're looking at and I can offer insight whether I feel like that is you know, the structure of it looks good or not. I have done that for a few people too. So yeah, do not feel like I am only here for you to ask me questions about working with me because I really, on this podcast, I want it to be support for all. So if you send me a message, a question, then I can speak to it on the podcast and hopefully answer a lot of people's questions. So yeah, it's never a bother when you reach out to me. I love hearing from you. I really do. And what I kind of thought would be really fun today was to grab my first journal that I kind of dedicated to my healing and intuitive kind of development, remembering journey. And I want to open up to a page. And I want to read it, and I want to speak to it. I want to see how that inspires me to offer you some insight into connecting to your intuition. And if you are on your own healing, remembering journey, maybe it will help you too. Now, I love the journal that I chose for this. And it's so many years ago now, but it is covered in hummingbirds. I wasn't as aware of the beautiful symbolism and connection that we have to the animal kingdom because, yes, we're not birds, but human, we are animals, right? And animals are such a big part of my own daily practice, my meditation, my lighthouse letter, if you receive that every week, my sessions. They're just They're an endless wealth of knowledge and healing and helpful insight. So many things I can say about them. But the hummingbird, I love that it is on my very first journal that was dedicated because it's not just one hummingbird, it's a bunch of them. And if you don't know, a group of hummingbirds is called a charm, a charm of hummingbirds. And in hindsight, Just the symbolism of me choosing this beautiful journal covered in hummingbirds, because I did want to live a charmed life, but I did not think it was possible. Like, I really thought that I had chosen my lot in life by the time I was like 34. I thought that I really messed it up and that I would only be able to kind of find Some kind of satisfaction in a role in the career that I had chosen for myself. Now, you know, six years later, I know that that is not the case at all. (laughs) But because I wasn't connected to my intuition, because I wasn't connected to my body, because I wasn't ever really grounded, because I didn't understand my empathic energy and my intuitive gifts, and skills, I really thought that I was stuck, that I had no choice. I did have a choice. Me personally, I did, and I didn't think that I did. And hummingbirds have beautiful symbolism across cultures. You know, they really do represent courage and hope and love and lightness of being and being playful and social and adaptable making decisions, wanting to move out of the negativity and soar, doing things that may seem impossible, to feel charmed in my decisions. That's what I wanted. And it's so neat that across so many cultures, the hummingbird does symbolize that. So something to offer if you You know, have a journal or chose something at the beginning of a a certain cycle of your life or journey. Maybe go back and see if there are little signs there that you didn't notice before. Because first, it's just interesting, right? Just interesting. But also, it can really help to bring our past self, anything that we've kind of left of ourselves in the past, it can really help to bring it back into the present. So let me look at a page in my hummingbird journal and I wish there was somebody out there that could say stop. So if you're listening to this, maybe you can say stop and then we're kind of all doing it together. So let me see. Okay. I've got it. Wow. Okay. So this is from, okay, this is amazing. So the first line, yesterday I took level one Reiki. It was amazing. Such a cool experience. And I definitely want to take level two. Okay. I promise I did not go to this page on purpose. (laughs) I promise. I know I just talked about my course for a long time because I love it. So it doesn't really feel like I'm, it's not really an advertisement. It really is. I'm just telling you what I have to offer because I think it's so valuable and I love it so much. And Now I open up my very first journal. It's kind of in the middle to the end. And it is from reflecting on my very first Reiki training. Isn't that amazing? So yeah, I said it was amazing. Such a cool experience. And I definitely want to take level two. My intuition really showed up yesterday. On the bus, I saw a woman. And I knew that she would be in my class. And then I put in a little, little um, side note. Oh, she was. She was in the class, just to remind myself that I was right, that my intuition was spot on, on the bus on the way. I also saw so many colors during the Reiki attunement, in quotations. I saw greens and indigo blues with star-like light. And then when I went to the washroom during the first break, I thought, oh, it's so nice. The lights are pink in here. And then I went the second time and they were not exclamation mark. They were just regular soft white lights. The first time I went to the bathroom had a pink, very soft glow. And then I saw maybe a deeper pink hue in the corner where the light was hitting from the sun, but no, it wasn't. It was just a regular soft white light. I was a bit skeptical at first, but wow, the Reiki I learned, the energy I learned about was real. And I underlined real, quite a few times. And <laughs> this is pretty, you know, what, I'm just going to read it because I feel like, yeah, it'll help with some of you out there. So the way I spoke to my journal at this point, I said, now let's go back to earlier in the week. I love writing. Obviously, I was writing to someone, (laughs) to myself, to my future self. Little did I know at this time that I would be reading this. Oh, yeah. I was writing it to myself in 2022 at the end of the year, speaking it to a podcast that I had no idea that I was going to start then about teaching online Reiki, Reiki level two. So I just finished the Reiki level one when I'm writing this and I'm literally didn't know that I was writing it to me today. Does that make sense? I hope so. If not, don't worry about it, (laughs) but it's kind of blowing my mind. I love it. Okay. So I say, now let's go back to earlier in the week. I didn't get any extra info or email after I purchased the class and I was starting to doubt the time and what I should prepare. So I searched my emails thoroughly, nothing. And then I contacted the center where I took my training. I contacted them two times, but both times the voicemail was full. And after no answer, I also called in the morning and in the afternoon, but nothing. I almost didn't go because I was making myself worried about all the scenarios Wrong day, wrong time, didn't sign up properly, et cetera. Now, I just want to say sidebar, so I'm stepping out of my journal. If you haven't heard me speak about the first training I went to, because I do in my following my purpose episode quite early, I think like episode four. If you haven't heard that one, I was not a joiner. I did not just sign up for things on my days off. Ever. I was very tired from my job. I was totally fatigued from fe- like being around anyone. So on my days off, the last thing that I wanted to do, the very last thing that I ever wanted to do was to go hang out with a group of people because I am quite introverted but energetically, like I really need to fill myself up again before I can go out into the world because I do love doing extroverted things. But if I don't take care of my own energy, then I am never doing it. Like I am a hermit fully. So the fact that I followed my intuition to sign up for this class was very not in my character. It was not a regular thing. It was really outside of my comfort zone times a million at the time. And now I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy that I was just like, so worried about this one thing. Because as soon as I signed up for it, getting no information, I was worried about it the whole time, every day going back and forth. Should I do it? I don't know. Should I? I don't know. So just letting anyone out there know that, If you are somebody who does not join groups, who does not enjoy that, it is not something that you like to do, that's okay. But trust your intuition. If it's pulling you towards it, you will survive the group and you may even enjoy it because it is good to step outside our comfortable spaces. I mean, it's the only way to grow. The last two years, three years now, I'm constantly uncomfortable. Yeah. I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I am not hopeless or riddled with anxiety or have unexplained pains in my body or very depressed. I'm uncomfortable because I'm growing and doing things that I don't or didn't think that I could ever do. Moving past or with our fear, that's what I'm speaking to. So, just to remind you of that, too. Okay. Back into my journal. So I almost didn't go to the level 1 training I'm speaking about because I was making myself worried about all the scenarios. Wrong day, wrong time, didn't sign up properly, etc. I even started to think it was a scam. Started to think, okay, I lost $250 because that's how much my level 1 training was that long ago. So my prices are pretty great. And I thought, wow. I really have to trust myself that everything's going to work out. I want to go to this class. And even though I have had zero confirmation or any other info other than the purchase receipt and the time and the address, I'm going to go. So I'm I'm reiterating this in my journal, like telling myself. I was really kind of scared and quite nervous the night before, but I showed up. And everything was fantastic. I had some very odd obstacles. And I found out that the teacher had sent out an orientation email and a welcome email. And I never received it. She said she even double-checked that she had sent it because I hadn't replied. And I was the only one that didn't reply back to her. So isn't that interesting? I found that so interesting. Okay, jumped out, jumping back in. This was a serious trust exercise i had all of my normal comforts taken away checking the place beforehand checking in with it confirming it before it happens triple checking double checking (laughs) doing all of my normal things i couldn't do that because i didn't have anyone to check with i only had the time and date from my purchase receipt and the center's calendar of, of events. And I do remember, jumping out of my journal again, that because I didn't have my usual comforts of, I'll say the comforts of not trusting myself, which is, say it's a restaurant, double-checking the menu, going on Google Maps, checking to see where it is, where the parking is, what, you know, all the things, so that I will have no zero surprises. Where will I want to sit there? Is it the right place to go? zero surprises. So those are my normal comforts. And I had all of them taken away from me. But the one thing I did have was the website's calendar of events. So what I did was I just kind of kept checking to make sure that it was still on their calendar. So jumping back into the journal. Now I added to it a week later, practiced my Reiki every day for a full week, jumping out of my journal again. Because if you do level one, one of the things that is the most important, super crucial is to give yourself self Reiki every day, not for a huge amount of time, but every day to really get used to feeling yourself and feeling the energy around you. So I wrote, I practiced my Reiki every day for a full week and it is so cool I feel very natural at harnessing it. It's quite remarkable. So that was really the beginning. That was the beginning. I hope you enjoyed me reading that to you because so often we see, or for, I'll speak for myself. So often I see people who are doing amazing things in the world. They have built an amazing business. They are so busy and so comfortable being seen and speaking and doing and creating these amazing things that other people want to take part in, but we never really get to see or hear the beginning. And I am still in the beginning. And I love that. I love that. I'm still creating it, but I just want to offer that to you that if you are in the beginning, why do you love being in the beginning of it? What do you love about being a beginner? And how many years until you don't feel like a beginner anymore? Because I'm definitely moving into into a new phase of my beginner, kind of moving into a new phase of beginner. So definitely not right at the beginning of the beginning, but it's still new. I'm still creating new things and figuring it out. But to look back on where it really started, to see that, or even to think of what would have happened if I didn't trust myself? What would have happened if I didn't tell myself, you know what, if it's a scam, if you lose $250, you'll have a great story at least. That's what I was telling myself. But imagine if. I was just like, you know what? I'm not getting any information. This is crazy. How does a business run this way? Ba 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 That's it, I'm getting a refund. I don't want to do it. Would I ever have actually gone to another training? Would I've kind of put an X on it, and been like, well, you know what? That wasn't for me. I must have lost my mind for a minute. My life would be so different. So in a kind of roundabout way. This week, as we move into December, how can you give so much gratitude to yourself based on how much you've trusted yourself in the recent past? What have you forgotten that you've done that took a lot of courage and that without doing that, you wouldn't be where you are right now? Because even if it's not where you want to be, you have moved there from some point, based on a decision that you've made. But I feel pretty confident that every one of us, everyone who is seeking a deeper connection to their intuition and their intuitive life and gifts and skills, that there are many moments when you have trusted yourself over all outside optics and information, But when you look back, you see what an amazing catalyst that trust was for your life today. And I would love to hear if you think of any, because I find them so inspiring. And if you feel called to, if you're on social media, share it with people, share part of your story. So I love that. I love that I got that reminder today. And I would love to hear what that kind of reminded you of your own courage and your own trust and your own decisions that you have already made, all of the great evidence that you have to really bet on yourself. So yes, I hope that you are able to really reflect and see how much you've already done for yourself, because I am sure that there is a lot there that you do not remember or give yourself enough credit for. So why not, you know, use some time this week and think about it, look into it, remember it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out to me, as I said, with any questions or if you'd like to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow me on my Instagram at TreenLight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or on my website, same name, trainlight.com. All of the links are in the show notes, so wherever you're listening to this, just go underneath the description and you can click on all the things and I'll have all of the information for my upcoming reiki training and certifications as well so thank you so much for all of your support be kind to yourself and i'll talk to you soon